Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Loners League podcast. This is your host, Wolfman27, and happy Thanksgiving. Hope you all enjoy the holiday as safely as possible, and in order to celebrate this American holiday, I got not one, but two of our non-American league members to join us on the podcast today. But before we get into that, we can't forget about our weekly challenge winner. This week's challenge was TD Machine. The team whose starters had the most total touchdowns in Week 11 wins this award. As far as the winner goes this week, we have a first in the Loners League, a tie. Not one, not two, but four teams all tied in this week's challenge with each team having their starters total seven touchdowns. First, we have yours truly, Wolfman27, who had seven touchdowns combined between Cam Newton with one, Kareem Hunt with one, Keenan Allen with one, Devontae Parker with one, Devontae Adams with one, and Melvin Gordon with two. To make things interesting, my opponent last week was no sleep tonight, and he also had seven touchdowns. Carson Wentz got him two, Aaron Jones got him one, Adam Thielen got two, Darren Waller got one, and his defense got him one, the Chargers D. Poor no sleep. Not only did I eke out the win this week, but he couldn't even have the weekly challenge award all to himself. Uh, moving on, though, we've got Coys here. Not only is he first in the standings, but he is also the third team to tally up seven touchdowns on the week. Aaron Rodgers got him three, and then A.J. Brown, Chris Godwin, Travis Kelsey, and Robert Woods each got him one more. And of course, Fisher Sports managed to muster up seven touchdowns himself this week. He had Deshaun Watson get him three, and then Mike Davis, Zeke, Mike Williams, and Jonu Smith each also got one touchdown to total seven. Congrats to all of our winners this week. Enjoy the shout out and please share the honor evenly. Now that that's out of the way, we've got some brand new power rankings for the week courtesy of our week 11 worst manager, Sibley the Best. Last time Sibley did power rankings, he awarded us with all of our players best anagram names. This time around, he decided to share some of his UK culture with us and assigned each team in the league a name of a British place or city. Now, before we reveal these names, I want to let everyone know that I did actually check Google Maps and Sibley is not pulling our leg here. These are all legitimate places and not fabricated. You may be wondering how Sibley decided on each name for each team, and he preferred to keep it mostly ambiguous, stating it came down to him imagining who would like what based on a hierarchy. So rather than rank these names based on who has the best city, we'll just read them off in order of the current standings of the league from first place to last place, and I'll let you all decide which ones your favorites are. So without further ado, here are your Week 11 Power Rankings. Number 1 is Kois, who is now 8-3 at the top of the league with a playoff spot clinched. This has earned him the name Curry Mallet. Coys does have some spicy takes and comes down on teams like a hammer, so I'd say this is a pretty good fit. Number two is JDGG, right behind him with the same record of 8-3 and three, and a playoff spot also clinched. He has been dubbed Lower Swell. Makes sense as JDGG definitely has a swell team, but it is just a bit lower than Coys in the standings. 
At number three, we have Jambrosa sitting at seven and four, and his name is Wyke Champflower. Now, I can't make as much sense out of this one, but for some reason it sounds fitting and perfect for Jambrosa's team, so I just, I approve. Adam Jeffrey is up next at number four, also having a seven and four record. His team earned the name Fiddleford. This name kind of reminds me of the word fiddlesticks, which I'm sure Adam Jeffrey has been saying to himself a lot with his bad luck last season and now his team this season piling on the injuries. At number five, we have Fisher Sports with a record of six and five. His team has been associated with the name Stock Gaylard. Oh my. Well, we know Fisher likes to trade and you trade stocks, so that part makes sense. As far as the Gaylard bit, well, I'd better just leave that part alone. At number six, we have myself, Wolfman27, with a record of six and five. And I've been given the name Fingering Ho. Again, no comment here. I'll just let that one sit. All right, number seven, we have Phonet with a five and six record. His team is dubbed Piddle Hinton. I like this. We all know Phonet loves his middle of the night pee breaks, also known as taking a piddle. And he's quite mysterious, always speaking in hints and riddles. Fits perfectly. I love it. Number eight is Aaron T. Four at five and six, and his city name is Lower Bitchfield. I honestly cannot believe these are actual names. Diego's definitely in the lower portion of the standings, and I suppose that could lend itself to being titled as such, though. Now, number nine, we do have Jmart with a record of five and six as well. But now that I'm looking at it, Sibley actually missed Jmart on his list. So I'm sorry, Jmart. Maybe Diego has room for you to live with him in Lower Bitchfield. But I'm sure Sibley will find you a name as well if you ask him nicely. On to number 10 then, J.M. Pincus, otherwise known as Jolly's Bottom. J.M. Pincus has amassed a jolly good team and yet still finds himself towards the bottom of the standings. All is well though as he will remain jolly going into the offseason with his horde of keepers. Number 11 is Sibley himself at 4-7 who has associated himself with the name Upton Snodsbury. I love this because it sounds so British and a bit snobby which fits his approach of pronouncing Phonet as Phonet, like a French snob. And of course, we have poor No Sleep Tonight at number 12 with a 1-10 record. This has earned himself the name Brown Willie. <laughs> Excellent job, Sibley. This was a lot of fun. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some team names being changed, similar to how we add player nickname changes after his last power rankings. Thanks again for putting these together and educating us on these historical places in the UK. Now, before I bring on our guest this week, I will fly through some waiver pickups because there aren't that many. They seem to get more scarce the further we get into the season. Coy's picked up Nelson Aguilar for $3, finally parting ways with Devin Singletary in order to do so. Phonet grabbed Derek Carr for $2 and the Seahawks defense for $1. Both good pickups with good matchups going forward, which is exactly what Phonet needs to make a playoff push these last two weeks. Other than that, Jambrosa made a $2 tight end swap grabbing Eric Ebron and dropping Hayden Hurst. And J.M. Pincus and Adam Jeffrey picked up Daniel Jones and Tevin Coleman, respectively, for $0. That'll do it for this week's waivers. Now on to more fun. I met up with both Phonet and Sibley the Best this past Saturday. I had a fun time, and of course we did the usual job of making fools of ourselves by boldly predicting things that, by the time our conversation actually airs, 
turn out to be completely wrong. Hope you all enjoy. And with me now, I have Sibley the Best and Phonet. How are you guys doing today? Very good. I'll go first. Um, yep. Uh, really good guys. Um, just looking at my team actually, and uh, um, being quite confident the rest of the season. All right. You think you're going to win out? I think I'm going to win out. Yeah. I'm. I'm I, yeah. I'm surging with optimism. Just, just looking down. I think I've actually finally nailed my lineup for the rest of the year. I've got Michael Thomas returning and i think he's going to be a back to full health missing for the whole season it's the missing key yeah but are you worried about Taysom hill throwing to him oh is that what's happening now wasn't it winston it it was until like just yesterday they announced apparently Taysom hill will be the starter no oh well Well, that's ruined everything sorry i didn't i already ruined your day (laughs) sorry we just started i didn't know that news yeah, sorry. I'm he jumping. throws quite long, doesn't he, Taysom Hill? Uh, I'm not. I haven't seen that much of him. I know that he hasn't thrown a ton of passes in his career. I haven't seen him throw many passes at all. He, he did have. Tends to run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did have one uh, big pass. I remember from last year that he got a touchdown pass in one of the uh, games. Okay. But right. Um, I don't know about a consistent basis, but he's got the Falcons this week, so maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. Oh. Like, down now <laughs> great we well we ruined simply for the rest of the <laughs> podcast now that that's out of the way how are you doing Fonette? not too bad um i'm never that optimistic about my team so um, yeah <laughs> well, we brought simply down to your level <laughs> yeah no i think um i'm sitting at five and five and that's probably about where i am i think how many games are left uh, just three, just three games just left, three. including, wow, yeah, yeah, well, so we're recording this the Saturday before the week 11 games take place, but it's going to come out mm. after the week 11 games are done. So by the time right. this airs, there will only be two games left, but right now, as we talk three, right. It's, so tight, yeah. isn't it? like it's, it's very tight. One loss and you're really, you know, you're looking in a difficult spot. Yeah. Based on, um, what I was looking at, I think seven wins is what you really want to aim for, and that's going to give you your best shot. And Because um, there seems to be a lot of games that happen over the next three weeks between the teams sitting at five and five or four and six. So mm. in Sibley's case, at four and six, he probably does want to win out. So mm. um, hopefully I didn't shoot his dreams down too much there. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm looking at my points four. It's quite low as well. So I'm guessing that's the tiebreaker if you end up. Yeah, you're like uh, an extra game behind there. Yeah, yeah. Th- and that's, that's my issue too. So I do have a game up on Sibley, but I have one of the lowest points scored in the league. So I would need uh, a lot of things to go my way in order to make playoffs, I think. Hmm. But uh, That's one of those awkward pauses for you to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> Sorry. I don't edit the audio. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But has has JDGG hit playoffs? I suppose not yet quite. Uh, I don't think he has clinched yet, um, but I don't see a way that he doesn't. I guess it would require him to lose all of the rest of his games. I think he's got huge points for, doesn't he? Like he's 1,200. Yeah, JDGG and Coy's for me, are pretty much locks. Um, I also think Jambrosa's got a really good shot at making it, too. 
Was JDGG the guy in the first podcast you thought had the worst roster alongside myself? <laughs> All right. So uh, in my defense, I didn't. But yeah, Diego was our guest in the first podcast and he ranked JDGG dead last. And yeah. I actually had him, I had him more like towards, I want to say number five or something like that. And since, okay. but Diego then influenced me by bringing him 12. <laughs> I like last second moved him down. I'm like, maybe I think like way too highly of this team. So yeah, right. I did have him higher. I didn't have him sitting at number one, but um yeah, the Seahawks just have really worked out for him, uh, especially yeah. the game at Calf. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's quite prescient on my part. How badly I've performed. I mean, I've had to make a lot of changes. Bad luck, though. That's but, yeah. Michael Thomas puts you in a huge hole. I mean, I he was gone the majority of the season, and when he's played, he hasn't gotten a lot of points. So he's really I, kind of screwed you over. He's done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. He's, he's, yeah. So he hasn't even top ten points this year. And as yeah. soon as you get him back, Drew Brees goes on. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's seriously, you've been a disaster. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it has. It has. It's like I wonder. Do you think you'll even keep him next year? Or I mean, Derek Henry is pretty much a given to keep. I don't think he's a bit of a malcontent as well in, in New Orleans. So he might he might kind of force a trade or something. But um. So I'm not sure. Um, and usually guys are kind of respectable receivers who fought out end up in Buffalo and something. <laughs> <laughs> like 90 mile out In Buffalo. Like, I like yeah. that we just send all the mouthy ones over to Buffalo. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, um, so who knows? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I might not. Although I might you might not. keep Claypool. He's been or doing Claypool. well for you. Claypool I actually drafted. Uh, believe it or not, I think most people probably picked it up on the waiver wire. So it turned out to be one of my better picks. I think it was like a really late round pick for me. Maybe in the last player of it. Probably worth keeping one. Yeah, so you could go the route of just saying goodbye to Thomas, keeping Claypool and mm. Derek Henry. Because you get two options to keep. True, yeah. Yeah, Henry's been solid. Um, I, I think he'll turn it on at the end here. He's got uh, three plus matchups during playoffs when. <laughs> So yeah. if you make if you make playoffs, Derrick Henry could be huge for you. He could, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be, yeah. He should be a good bad weather kind of guy to have around. Um, something like they got at Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore did have a good run defense, but last week against the Patriots, it didn't look too good, did it? Um, it's true. Yeah, Damian Harris got like a hundred yards on them. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, so it's like week 14, he's got the Jaguars. Week 15, he's got the Lions. And week 16, he's got the Packers. So that's the playoff uh, schedule. And we know the Packers yeah. don't have a run defense. So Derrick Henry will put up like 80 <sighs> points against them. I, I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to miss out on his best weeks. I mean, like in the 17. Oh, well. Oh, well, you got year. next year. <laughs> and next year. if things get too bad in this league, you guys are both sitting at one and two in the dynasty league that we have i know yeah i know no one seems to talk about that league i want to kind of brag about how well i'm doing (laughs) well now's your chance because we have first and second (laughs) place here i'm still somehow in fourth place i started out five and oh and then i've lost the last five games so Uh, i've got you this week i'm playing you this week 
Yeah, we are. We're projected really close. So that'll be interesting. And to make things worse for you, I have Patrick Mahomes in that league. So when you're rooting for your keeper league, you're also rooting for my team in the dynasty league. This is, yeah, this is why I try not to do too many leagues because it becomes a bit of a mind, uh, yeah, a bit of a kind of a a mind bender, isn't it? When you've got players against you before you like knowing how to root. Um, Yeah, no, I I can't believe how good my team looks in, in that league. It, and I was looking at it too. It, it's draw. really solid. It, Delvin really Cook is. has been crazy good. Uh, Terry uh-huh. McLaurin is awesome. I mean, Amari Cooper's done well enough. Josh Jacobs, I didn't even see him there because you have him down in the flex. Yeah, you're yeah. Josh did well as well. I got I got um, Wift. I got Ayuk. Same draft. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened in my other league. Yeah, just you know, absolute catastrophe. Things have. But, um, <laughs> but at least, hey, the Dynasty League is the one that you do want to draft well in because that one yeah. rolls over to the next year. All you have to right. worry about in the Keeper League is having at least two good keepers and you get a restart everywhere else the following yeah. season. So right. if you're going to do bad, that's the one you want to do bad in. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah, so uh, you guys already both clinched playoffs in there. Everyone else is kind of sitting in the middle. The only other person with a winning record is Diego, who's really just changed things around after he traded for Kyler Murray. So, mm. yeah, he's yeah. looking good. I don't get it. Like in that in that league, my team is so crap, and I somehow <laughs> I'm nine and one. I don't see what's going on. Yeah, you just lost your first game. No, furious. But I've got. Right. How have your opponents managed to combine for less than a thousand points against you? <laughs> this is why I'm nine and one. Like I've just got hypnotizing like, every team you play. It's insane. <laughs> what? Hey, look. You can only poor, play. Like, listen, JDGG, poor guy, <laughs> has had thirteen hundred points slammed down on him. How is that possible? Uh, <laughs> That's the, that's the luck that Fonet has in his first season yeah. in any league because the same thing happened Sorry. to him last year in the Keeper League. But he did make it to the championship, and he would have won too if it weren't for Mike Boone. Boone. <laughs> <laughs> I will never get over that. Mike never. Boone. It, the best part was he only lost by like a couple points. What did Boone get you, like three or four points total? Oh. And yeah, and – he had, he had like a run, like the very first drive. He went for like 50 yards or something. And I was, I was about to walk to work and I saw him do that. And I was like, that's in the bag. I won't bother keeping it. <laughs> Nothing. But you picked him up on the waiver wire. That was very weak as well, didn't you? Well, because it was nothing but, oh, he's going to score a million points. And right. Like a, you know. Anyway, let's not relitigate. The past. Yeah, well, like Whoa. we do have to talk about how you did bench Montgomery for him, and Montgomery scored like just enough to what you would have needed like six to win, points, which would have gotten me what I needed to. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have this evil dictator of a reigning championship. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but no, that's all right. We'll. Uh, I'm playing him this week in redraft so let's hope that good triumphs over evil <laughs> you are projected to beat him so far uh wow. and get the christian mccaffrey just how uh michael thomas has really hurt sibley christian mccaffrey being hurt's really um done a number on fisher's team as well because 
he's sitting at five and five, so he can easily make playoffs mm. still. But he does have one of the lower point totals. He's got more than I do. But oh man, McCaffrey's out again. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he came back one game, did great, and then hurt his shoulder, and he's been out ever since. And we'll see if he plays next week. But they have their bye week, week thirteen, so they might just choose to hold him out until after that. He's like. Much of this podcast is us catching Sibley up on stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, no wonder you're four and six. I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I don't. That's fine. That's fine. Not everyone's as much of a, a degenerate as I am. So, I t- yeah, I tend to just follow the Patriots really closely like, during the season, even though I play fantasy. Yeah, I think I kind of put mind. Yeah. So, how- but- how did the Patriots manage to beat the Ravens? I didn't really watch. I think I had the game on in the background, but didn't pay How much did they, attention. Yeah, it was a weird game because it was freaky weather as well. But um, yeah, it's quite. I think it was quite a convincing win actually. And um, even though they had the sort of the ball at the end, um, I think um, the way that we ran the ball was just just didn't see it coming at all. Just um, Damon Harris, he's kind of like the most dynamic running back we've had in years, even though sort of oh, in the first round a couple of seasons ago, he's just looks so much better running the football. He's exactly what you wanted Sonny Michelle to be. Like Sonny Michelle runs to a defender and just falls down. Oh the, oh I was gonna three people and, I was yeah. gonna compare it to Jonathan Taylor, but that wouldn't be accurate because Jonathan Taylor just runs into his own team, not into the <laughs> defender. Well, yeah, the, I mean, the weird thing about Michelle, because he came out in the same draft as Nick Chubb at Georgia, and Michelle looks like the running back who had major knee surgery. Like, I mean, that, and that's how he looks, like the way he runs. He, look, yeah. he just looks like he can't make anyone miss. Whereas, yeah, whereas Chubb just, yeah, I mean... Chubb's it, incredible. It, incredible, incredible. Can you, that guy's career was just over, wasn't it, when he had that, that knee injury? And for him to... To come all the way back. The unbelievable. No, he's arguably one of the best, like just pure runners in the yeah, league. Yeah, he, agreed. He looks like it. Like I'm always impressed. I forget kind of like how good Nick Chubb is until I actually mm. catch a Browns game or a highlight. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, Nick Chubb is great. He is because that. I mean, the offensive line's decent, but I mean, they're not blocking everyone, and he's still getting you know, more than what's on one offer. Yeah, you guys he, watch the um, Browns Hard Knocks series when those when um, Chubb and Baker were drafted? Did you did you watch that? No, I didn't. No. They, they did this really they did this really nice um, contrasting thing where both of them were arriving at the airport like at the same time. And Baker Mayfield's getting the red carpet rolled out for him and all these people, and then Nick Chubb's like just waiting there at baggage collection, <laughs> waiting right. for somebody, and like. People are going up to it going, are you like a famous person? Because <laughs> it's such a shame because he's an infinitely better player than Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got the sense that that was what the production crew were trying to point out. With, right, with right. Right. Chubb um, was a big college player. Like, obviously, he had an injury as well. Which, but he was, he was, yeah, he was, I think he was like a five-star recruit. And he was very highly thought of at Georgia. And, you know, he was really well there. Um, so yeah, it's not, he didn't come into the league as a nobody. Yeah, no, he didn't. I knew his name at least. Like, I don't really pay attention too much to college football, but I do like once the 
the NFL draft is gearing up. I like to get to know like some of the better rookies. Yeah. So I definitely knew who he was going into the draft. So if I knew who he was, then he definitely should have been a bigger name. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he with a chub over Lamar Jackson. I get so depressed thinking about that that draw. Oh, Sony Michelle over Lamar. Yeah. Well, the way Lamar's looked this season, uh, maybe not too bad. I yeah. know. Uh, oh I know. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the Michelle pick in general. I just, uh, yeah, running backs well, in the first round in general. Or, or Nikhil Harry in the first round. Oh, I know. I don't, yeah, we haven't drafted. Uh, did you know the Patriots haven't drafted a Pro Bowl player since 2013? And that was Jamie Collins. He's obviously had a bit of a checkered career since then. But, uh, yeah. So we just don't draft well, even despite Belichick's reputation. I think what hurts more is how well. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been doing and was he undrafted he's undrafted yeah the same year as Nikhil Harry he was undrafted yeah we he was expected to go to be drafted actually it's sort of and then it was quite clouded sort of um fever class it's quite surprising he did go undrafted yeah, he but seems the fact he's a favorite there now well he, he he looked okay last year and then we came into this season just decided that like the likes of Demir Bird obviously their options for us. And uh, it's taken eight years, it's taken ages for him to sort of see the field even. And then, but when he has done, he's been brilliant, you know. So. It's like, oh yeah, this guy was good last year. Let's <laughs> maybe try and work him into this since we have no other receivers. It's weird. Like, yeah, I mean, the Patriots are one of the most well-coached uh, teams in the league um, and game planning and everything. But in terms of their ability to identify talent at the skill position so it's pretty strange really. you mentioned last time their draft picks have always just been kind of weird not just like the ones yeah. we mentioned but like this past draft where they were getting a bunch of names no one really knew <laughs> but, yeah 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 it's like we expected we just expected a bit of speed to receive or like some competency at tight end or something that's um no, really better out yeah, well, Phonet's uh, Steelers are doing their best Phonet in Dynasty impression. They're sitting at nine and zero. Have you have a look? Have you look at their schedule? Though? It's it's like Patriot style easy schedule this year. So uh, that style. Like, Come on. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> the Steelers uh, schedule. They're real paper tigers. I think. I think they're not going to go um, very far in the playoffs. I think. Let's see. So Giants. Broncos, Texans, Eagles, Browns. What? Oh uh, yeah, so Titans, the Titans and the <laughs> and the Ravens are like the only two games that are like bigger mm-hmm. name teams. I didn't even no, I didn't realize this. You're right. They have like a cakewalk oh schedule. And then the rest of the year yeah. it's like Jacksonville. Yeah. It's um You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna go into the playoffs undercooked. Well that's the thing. They 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 have to lose something. <laughs> So, they've got the Browns. They've got the Browns and the, and the Ravens. So it's, 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 uh, and, and the Bengals, uh, even in division. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the remaining schedule, too, for you guys. I mean, you've got Ravens again. you got the Bills again. you got the Colts and the Browns. You 16-0 and 0 isn't out of the question. I mean, you'll probably go right. they'll, uh, they'll lose to the Colts, I think. That'll be what. Well, yeah, that's. Think? I expect the Colts to beat the Packers this week too. Apparently, that's an unpopular opinion, but I don't. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been doom and gloom on the Packers, but put us up against any physical defense that has a good athletic linebacker 
at all. We're mm. done. We're done. It's says yeah. the kryptonite. Can't work out the Packers. It's all this year. So up uh, and down, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, that's every year. You know, it's uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers just does his best to carry a six and ten team to playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be six and ten without him. Yeah, yeah I suppose it's for you guys. I mean, you just, like the same we did with Brady, just refused to get him a receiver. Apart from, I suppose you got yeah. Um, what's his name? Jumped up my head for a second. Oh, uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, you got you got Adams. He's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of a. At least Brady was able to get a defense to help him and have a coach yeah. that could coach a good defense. Rogers never has a defense. Right. So the only time Rogers had a top defense was when he won the Super Bowl. Imagine that. I mean, it's that yeah. not that hard to put together. He spent but. so much draft capital on your defense. Like, what happens? Oh yeah, that's just been bad defensive picks. Other than uh, Jare Alexander, the right? cornerback we had like from mm. what two drafts ago, I think he's he's amazing. He's right. incredible. Yeah, and but other than him, we've had a whole lot of misses on defensive yeah. picks. Josh, especially. Jackson. Yeah, he's been doing okay this season. I mean, Is he he was well, like better than he had been. I'm not saying mm. he's a superstar by any means, but um. Like, uh, he was surprisingly okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, he'd like good enough type deal. The biggest problem has been the run defense. The passing defense right. has been pretty de- decent. It was bad last week because uh, Alexander was out. Right, okay. Is, is Kenny Clark still playing? He is. is. He just got back. He was hurt the beginning part oh, of okay. the season. And he is great also. He, him yeah, and Alexander are the best defensive players, in my opinion, on the Packers. Mm. So. How's Rashawn Gary coming on? Uh, they've been talking him up a lot. He's been doing a little bit more. He's showing some flashes. Um, I guess just getting more to a consistent level. We'll mm. see. But um, yeah, they seem to like him a lot. So if he oh, can cool. keep going upwards, that's a huge plus sign for us. But we still don't have any linebackers at all. That, that's been like that for years, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Kind of refused that- to upgrade that. Yeah, our last like <coughs> linebacker we had was Clay Matthews, and he was good yeah. at the start of his career, but we kept him till he was washed up, and that was still the last linebacker we had, feels like at least. Yeah. Do you guys think the Patriots will make it to the playoff? I haven't looked no. <laughs> close enough at the AFC. I just know there's well, a lot of good AFC teams, but what are you guys at right now? How many wins? Uh, we are five and f- uh, four and five. But um, then you got the the Dolphins are looking good too, though. Oh, the Bills are seven and three. Dolphins six and three. Yeah. So it's it's a weird year for the AFC East in terms of those teams. The Patriots really have to go on a run here if they're gonna. But listen to this: two games, Texans, and we always do well against the Texans. We're quite confident. There. Everyone um, does well against the Texans. Yeah, especially this year. Yeah, Cardinals been up and down. Uh, Chargers, Rams, obviously Rams are doing quite well. Uh, Dolphins and Bills, and then the Jets. So three divisional games to end the year. I wouldn't be surprised if those Dolphins and Bills games. Those are the important. biggest games. Yeah. Yeah. If the Patriots not- could win both of those games, then you have a, a decent shot. Um, I, the Cardinals and Rams, other than those two games, are going to be the difficult ones. Hmm. Yeah. But- uh, the only reason I feel a little bit confident, just from the way that the, the kind of offensive line dominated against 
defensive line in the league overall have been like statistically the Ravens last week. If we can get that power running game going, so so Cam doesn't have to throw it an awful lot. Um, and the defense seemed to figure a few things out last week. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm ridiculously optimistic. The better times when it comes to the Patriots. Okay. Silly reason. Silly's fantasy team's going to win out and make fantasy playoffs. <laughs> Patriots are going to win out and they're going to make playoffs. And, uh, well, I'm transferring my lack of uh, faith in my fantasy team to the Patriots now <laughs> after seeing Michael Thomas. He's got throwing at him this week. Good Lord. They've definitely made their chains. Is that definite? Yeah, I, I, put, I put James Winston in my lineup in Dynasty and he's sitting there with zero next to his name. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get it either. Sub but him in and out. I mean, James Winston looked very bad when he played the second half okay. last week. Right. Did he? Very rusty looking, yeah. I did, yeah, I didn't pay attention. Um, I The past few weeks, I've only gotten to see the Packers really. Um, mm. i just been busy. So I've really just been catching up on, based on what people ended with fantasy point-wise or like what notifications I get to my phone with what changes are being made. But doing my best to do my commissioner duties and stay up to date. Yeah. I'm looking at my predicted score for Michael Thomas is 16 points. It's just not going to happen, is it? <laughs> it could. It could. If he gets two touchdowns, that's all you need. I'm 60% uh, likely to win my matchup this week against Adam Jeffrey. I don't, I don't believe that. His, 60, team, isn't his team's really just falling apart from injuries. Oh, has it? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm having a look. He's got Taysom Hill. No, Tyreek Hill. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> Wait, that, that's worse, though. <laughs> it's like you sounded relieved that he had Tyreek Hill instead of Taysom Hill. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's and he's had Kenyon Drake put up a good score already. Well, a reasonable score. Yeah, that, well, that is good for Drake. Yeah. I think, but I think his win turned I don't know how it's calculated. I think it went down after the Drake scoring 14 points. It's a solid score, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll give you benefit of the doubt. Although this is also a death sentence, I think you'll win this week. Because usually when I say that, that means you'll lose. But yeah. I do. Th- I think you have a good shot. I've got the most boom or bust team. Honestly, like it's, just, it's either 50 points or 150 points week on week. Yeah, either, either or. Yeah, I think the key pieces for you are obviously the ones that have always been the key pieces. Mahomes, Henry, yeah. Thomas, and then Claypool. I think that that's a solid core that um, right. Henry's got the worst matchup of them, but he'll still get you a good amount of points. So I think with that core, if the rest of the pieces around them can just do okay, you have a good shot. Yeah. And Pittman was a good pickup. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Overpaid for him, but it was a I, good pickup. Yeah. He was the last throw of the dice pick. I had him. Actually, I drafted him, I think. Um, yeah. You did. I was just looking hurt. to check Claypool's value. You drafted Claypool in the 11th, so he'd be a 10th round keeper. And you drafted right. Pittman in the 10th, and he'd be a 9th round keeper. Yeah. What am I doing with rookie receivers? <laughs> hey, it's not it's not it's not been the worst case for you with the rookie receivers. No. It's just yeah, you just get that up and down, don't you? That's that's yeah, big one week and then nothing the next week. And then the untalented roofer, of course, has been the, the bane of your existence. No. 
every time I put him in the lineup, he does nothing. And then every time I take him out, he scores. He does pretty well. He's a curse of a player. Um, yeah, I don't know. Backup running back. I've got two, haven't I? Um, so we'll just, it just depends if they get in the end zone or not, really. Their fantasy value. Yeah, Rex Burkhead, he could pay off if um, – it seems like he was scoring pretty like regularly recently. Yeah, yeah, he's done well. Yeah. And uh, the Texans' defense is a good matchup for him. So if he can get in the end zone, I mean, that could work out too. Yeah, I guess it all depends. Um, yeah, he should be okay tomorrow. I think um, going forward, though, it depends if they activate Sony Michelle or not. And then I think that could really kind of just kill off his value. Yeah, I'd say that <laughs> you have to be more scared about next week than this week because next week you face uh, JDGG. So oh, yeah. that could be your death Onto sentence. <laughs> you just need the Seahawks to have a terrible week. How are you feeling, Fonette, about your, your chances this week? Oh, not very good. Uh, I think Fisher has, has traded his way to a very good-looking team. Unfortunately, because he's got... I mean, yeah, Zeke's a bit of a question mark, I think. But Ridley, McLaurin, Mari Cooper, that's all. Mm. That's all Cooper's good got a good matchup because you know they'll be behind. <laughs> they'll have to throw, and the Vikings yeah. have a bad defense, so... That could and work Dalton's out back, isn't he? Because he'll just he just throws to Amari Cooper, doesn't he? I think so. But Big Ben was a good <laughs> pickup for you, though, against Jacksonville. Yeah, although he doesn't play great on the road, Big Ben. That it's that is good. true. But let's hope that the Jaguars are bad enough to make up for that. Yeah, mm. I know they usually are, but I'm I'm still tossing out whether to put Matt Ryan in there. I don't know. Oh, Matt Ryan's got the same. Yeah, that's uh, I mm. I don't know how. Ryan will do against the Saints if he'll do well or not. It's not like a terrible matchup, but I, I don't know. Just the those divisional games always, yeah, weird stuff he, happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they. I'm getting the Saints to try and run the clock as much as possible, keep the ball out of his hands, so they might not get an opportunity. To get the ball. And who, who have you got? Bullpen. <clears throat> you got no sleep. <clears throat> I got no sleep, so if I lose against no sleep, then my season's pretty much shot. So, <laughs> and that's no he offense. To him. I don't know why he's, he's so far down. He's well, got... we talk about bad luck. I, he's had the worst luck out of everyone. That's, that's the only way of putting it. Yeah, uh, Saquon obviously going down early. Oh, out yeah, and Aaron Jones was out for a while, so he had pretty much no running backs for a stretch, and. Hmm. Uh, DJ Chark wasn't what he should have been for a while. He's trending upwards now, but then uh, Adam Thielen will disappear from week to week. Like some, he'll do good one week and then nothing mm. the next. Because they just run the ball, don't they? Yeah. So it's been like that for him. Uh, and now this week, Diggs is on a bye. Lucky me, because Diggs has been his most consistent player. So right. Yeah, second good for you there, I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I expect to win, but the problem is my team will always undershoot their projections by a large margin. I was supposed to beat Fisher last week, like 125 to 100, and the final score was 87 to 80. Wow. I think Keenan Allen's going to have a big week. Let's hope. Him and Adams. So. Yeah, against that Jets. That Jets, uh, that Jets pass defense. 
Are you going to keep him? <laughs> keep who? Allen or Adams? Yeah, Allen. Uh, he's got – I don't know. That's, that's, my, that's my decision is either Allen or Adams, I feel like, is what it's going to come down to. Um, I've already pretty much decided to keep Kareem Hunt because mm. of how late he is. Adams is a first-rounder, and Keenan Allen is what, like a – I think he'd be a third if I kept him. I think he's fourth. I think he was drafted in the fifth, I think. Oh, he was drafted in the fifth. Oh, that's even better. Maybe I would have to lean Allen just because of that. Mm -hmm. But we got plenty of time to figure that out. Yeah. Are you going to keep Merv for that? Uh, Well, Alvin Kamara. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I think probably Will Fuller, I I would say. Is Kamara hampered by Taysom Hill or... Do you think it will go the other way? Do you think he'll get even more share of it? Well, because I mean, Kamara he doesn't <laughs> not really a running back. Like he he mm, he's a receiver. Yeah. He is yeah. mostly like a receiver. Yeah. So it, I just don't go either way. Yeah. Last week yeah. he had eight rushing attempts for fifteen yards. Yeah, wow. he doesn't run the ball. Oh wow! That's what they That's use Murray for. Yeah. So, um, but I guess we'll see this week. But. Good Lord, he's been propping your team up all year. Yeah, that's why you'll never get him away from Phonet. I wonder no. what what are you going to do, Phonet, to make sure you get Kamara after you can't keep him anymore? Um, so how do we determine draft order? It's by Super Bowl prop bet, isn't it? That's what, what we did last year, yeah. So I'm sure we'll do something similar this year. So I just have to be good at that. And then get the first overall pick and make sure you get Kamara back. And then you can keep him for two more years. Yes. Um, Or you'll just spend the whole season trying to trade for whoever gets him. (laughs) Just send your whole team over and just throw that season away. And then you have Kamara the next two years. And have him for another two years. Yeah. Well, there's that option too, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. But you don't want to have a reputation of, you know, being completely enamored with a player because yeah oh like me with Devonte adams <laughs> oops well you i mean you picked it up all right there i thought yeah i i'm okay with the trade i wouldn't have made it if i if i wasn't okay with with it going forward so it stinks that he got injured last week but he's okay to go this week but um i'm like man just stay healthy for the sake of the packers <laughs> and yeah. my fantasy team but yeah, do you guys? How do you guys think the? Do you have any playoff predictions? Who do you think is gonna make the playoffs? Like top six teams? I think the top four will stay as it is. I think it's JD, GG, Coys, Giambrosa, mm, and Adam Jeffrey. Yeah. I think because they've all got high points totals, and um, so the last two spots. I think. I think Fisher Sports will get in there. I think Fisher's yeah, he's looking good. And. Uh, who's Jay Mark uh, I have a feeling. Yeah, I think maybe, um, maybe, maybe Pincus might go on a bit of a run. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. He's got a good team. He's got the good point total. If he could win out, which oh, man, is, he's got a really good team. <clears throat> he's it's totally possible. So he's got mm. Aaron T four this week, and he's got Jay Mark the next week and he's got me in week 13 so he could easily just win three in a row end up uh, seven and yeah. six and then he's got the tiebreaker over most people because of his point total mm. yeah I th- 
Yeah, yes, I think I think his team is going to make a run. That's my prediction. Yeah, and uh, I think yeah, I'm, he, I'm out. He, of it. Yeah, technically, that was my prediction. <laughs> so we went from Sorry. starting. Yeah. He starts the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna win out. And I'm gonna make playoffs. And the episode, was, um, you end the episode going, oh no, Jam Pincus has this. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I tell him I want to get his team. I thought, God, yeah, no, I've got no chance. I think he's gonna make a run. How many teams made the playoffs? Is it six? We got six, yeah. So the top yeah. two will have a bye week. So I think, yeah, I think the top four stays it is. And then I think we've got Fisher. I think we've got probably Jamping. So I think you've got a you've got a good chance there, Wolfman Dan. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. So I, I need to win. Ideally, I would have to win out, um, but I could technically still make it winning mm-hmm. two out of three. Um, yeah, it's your points. That's what's screwing you over, isn't it? That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's been the bane of my existence for the entire the both seasons in this league. I've been <laughs> consistent at just undershooting my projections f- every single week, and but mm. so still somehow skating by to have like a respectable win total. So I don't know. I um, I'm not giving up. I've got a shot, and I'm gonna do my best to make it. But it's gonna be tough. I think those last spots will really come down to. Um, like I've got like the same top four, and then I'm looking at like Phonet, myself, J.M. Pincus, and Fisher, mm. and uh, I don't. I just think because I think Sibley will unfortunately lose to J.D.G.G. next week, and I think that takes Sibley out of the out of the running. Yeah. I'm looking at next year. I'm fit. I'm, I'm <laughs> Alexi Braining my uh, my keepers for next year. Thinking of uh, doing something quite. And you, you guys are both out of fab, aren't you? I've got $1, yeah. yeah. Does that have any bearing on anything? Unless there's point? some sort of huge hidden gem that pops up from injury or whatever. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'll have to be all in at this point, I think. So just throwing all my chips in. Yeah. So honestly, I think it's going to come down to week 13, I have a matchup against J.M. Pincus. And I think that could yeah. be a determining matchup <sighs> for the playoffs. It's be a big one. Mm. The Patriots against the Dolphins, isn't that equivalent? <laughs> yeah, but we all know the Patriots are going to go on a run and make playoffs since Sibley can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm holding on to now. Since I can't make the playoffs. I'll, I'll root for them just for you, and also <laughs> in spite of Tom Brady. But <laughs> Well, I think, yeah, we're like all now. Everyone likes Cam, don't they? And they like his um, post-game hats and all that kind of fun. He's got the best outfits. <laughs> I don't know where think, he where he gets that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, did you see his hat last week? I, I I'm starting to think he's not. I, I thought it was an ironic thing. Well, I'm starting to think it's not actually. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. But well, the weirdest thing to me is his Instagram captions. How have you seen those? Yeah, what is, with the fonts and yeah, he like just every single letter is just a weird like symbol yeah. that looks like that letter. How long does it take? He must have like a custom. <laughs> keyboard that he set up on his phone or something i don't otherwise it would take forever to type that out i know i i understand i wonder what how much of a bearing that had on his contract negotiation <laughs> <laughs> like look that's how he like writes his resume and they're like yeah i can't can't read this uh poor guy will, will um, they keep him next year you reckon no no i don't think ugh, I, I want i want to say yes but I don't. 
Well, I you think. guys ruined your shot at tanking for Trevor Lawrence. I think we're going to ruin our yeah, we're going to ruin our chance of tanking. So I think we'll honestly, I think we're headed for even if we don't make the playoffs, uh, headed for kind of a mid kind of draft position that kind of puts us out of reach for, for the. I don't think I think Cam will probably have played well enough to want a decent payday by the end of the season, and I don't think that will come from the Patriots. Is my guess. Yeah, I mean, that'd be my guess, too, because you guys are paying him the bare minimum. It was just a one-year contract, right? Yeah, and usually they don't. They, they sort of, yeah, one-year rentals don't turn into big deals for the, to, to do that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he moves on to a different team. I don't know which one, mm-hmm. but there are a few that seem to need quarterbacks now. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Colts. I don't know how he would fit on the Colts, though. I don't know if he's the best match, but the Colts need a quarterback. Um, Philip Rivers is just not going to cut it, I don't mm. think. I like the rest yeah. of the team. Yeah, he might Yeah, he might end up somewhere like Jacksonville or, or somewhere like that. I don't mean, I don't, I don't know. It's the, I'd have to look at the situation for most teams. Maybe, uh, Aaron, maybe Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Colts. That'd be a great team. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I'm just looking. I am still a Packers fan, and I will still be a Packers fan even when Rodgers is gone. But I'm just looking for yeah. any out where Rodgers can get to a team that will allow him to make it back to the Super Bowl. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's just so sad. He's been there once. It's weird, isn't it? He's such a generational talent. It's it's it's. Uh, There's so many playoff games where he comes back to either send the game to overtime or take the lead only to never touch the ball again because the defense just can't get off the field and then the other team wins. Yeah, I know. I think he was that coordinator that you had for years. Dom Capers? Yeah, the Capers. Yeah. He's terrible. He should have been fired so long ago. I can't believe how long we kept him. And I'm yeah. starting to feel the same way about Petten at this point. I, I wanted to give mm-hmm. Petten a chance, and he looked okay, but um, it's still not looking good this year. So yeah, there aren't many good defenses in the league actually. When you think about it, no. To be fair, well, it's it's. I know it's been harder with all the new rules for safety and everything. It, yeah, sure you have to make sure you angle yourself <clears throat> the right way for tackles and things like that. But still. right, yeah, yeah, they were blowing that quite a lot last week. Well, they seem to. They're they're kind of lowering the heads um, to tackle. It always seems a bit. I, I, I get I get the reason why. Um, right. But things happen so quickly. I don't, I don't know. I, and it's kind of a natural. I imagine if you're wearing a helmet, it's kind of a natural instinct to kind of want to protect yourself by lowering your head. So that, right. I don't know how you kind of get rid of that. Um, just, just train yourself, like through practice, have to just keep yeah. doing it over and over again to try and break that habit. That's my only guess. I've never really played yeah. football, so I don't know. Well, yeah. So, who's your best guess to win it all then? In our, yeah, in our in our, in our league. league, yeah. yeah. Do you want to go first, Phonet? You haven't spoken for a while. <laughs> um, let me have a look. I think. Well, who did they, it all depends who the Seahawks play in weeks thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, doesn't it? Who they got? Let, let's check that. Oh, real geez, quick. they play the Giants, the Jets, and then Washington, and the other. I think it's going to be. Uh, well, they do have the Rams in week 16. And the Rams, Rams defense yeah, has true. looked good. So that's championship week. So I, I'm kind of leaning towards Coys. 
He's kind of he's been at the top all year, um, mostly because of that James Robinson trade that he got like for free. Oh man, yeah. And he's got Travis Kelsey as like obviously the only legitimate tight end, pretty much. Yeah. So I think that I think Coyce has a really good shot. I know he's been yeah. talking it up all year, but <laughs> man, yeah, he's his team's just it isn't it all the way through. Just yeah, there's yeah. no weak element. Yeah, I guess the weakness would be the running backs, but they've been good enough. Like um, Robinson has been incredibly solid. And then you've got Ronald Jones, who Sibley's well aware of being the other half of that, <laughs> that backfield. But uh, He fumbled early last week. I thought this is important. Yeah, like this is working great for Fournette. And then yeah. nothing happened. No, no, he just, just carried on with him. Jones ended up was it 98 yard touchdown or yeah 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 it's got a 98 touchdown yeah 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 so that that's going to be my leaning what, what's interesting is they do face each other in week 13 as well um, they'll probably both have playoffs locked up by now but maybe that'll be a battle for the number one seed overall yeah, yeah I, I think it'll be JDGG that's why I think I'm going to stick with him yeah, I don't. I think Pincus, if he makes the playoff, I think. Yeah, you think he's going to make the run all the way? Uh, it could happen. It, it I, yeah, could. He, he could upset a few people. I'm looking at his team. I, I really think he could. He could do something. No one's going to want to face him in the playoffs. I'm in hot. Yeah, he'll be the exact equivalent of that wild card team in the NFL that comes in That's just right, yeah. on a hot streak and then just wins all the way. It'd be the same same exact idea. Yeah, if I was a gambling man, get good odds on him at this point. I'd put my money. I had a good one. Yeah, he's sitting at what fourth fourth overall in points scored this season. Yeah, he's been unlucky with points against. I think by the looks of things. Um, yeah, he's had so the yeah. second most points scored against him. No yeah, sleep has had the most points scored against him. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. No sleep, definitely. He has more points. No sleep has scored more points than both me and Sibley, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bit embarrassing, actually. It's what a few points I have. And yeah, I have, have scored more than games. you. <laughs> I've yeah. still scored more points than you, so I have that going for me. But yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we move on, I wanted to like before we let you go, I wanted to bring up how last time Phonet came on the podcast. He told us, told us this story about when you guys were at a concert together and you went and oh. bought him new boots. So yeah, I want right, to know yeah. how, how legit is that story? And did you actually not give the guy those boots for money and go and get another pair? Well, so we were, we were at Glastonbury Festival. I don't know if you heard of Glastonbury Festival. I know, yeah, so, I know of it. Yeah, it's- but yeah, it's 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 the most famous kind of music festival over here. Probably your equivalent of um, what's the big one over there? Coachella. Yeah, yeah, we got a few Coachella, Lollapalooza. There's like a ton of them. Right. Um, so yeah, it was the first time we'd both been there, and actually, I, it was a really hot day when we travelled down to Glastonbury, like baking hot, and um, I bought sort of uh, I bought a pair of boots. Uh, in the car with the Wellington boots. Um, and because uh, I just thought, well, you know, the, the ground could churn up a bit. And uh, I hadn't anticipated I'd, I'd be wearing them because the weather was so hot. I expect 
found it quite firm. And then um, when we were driving down, I said to Adam, I, I said, Fanet, I said, um, we'll get you some boots. Yeah, we should pop somewhere and he was he's quite insistent not that we didn't do that so i didn't just, have any money <laughs> yeah he didn't have any money to be fair he was traveling and he just didn't have much cash so um decided to plow on anyway and um when we got there it was it was sweltering hot and uh i, I, still, like, I think i had sunburn actually um but that night um i think it was, it was the first night was it the first yeah. night we, yeah first night we um because we, we arrived late on the Thursday, most people have got there on a Wednesday, so we we found a camping spot, but it was well away from from the uh, sort of the main stages. It was kind of um, set right back on the top of a hill, I think. And um, but luckily we were sort of we were there because um, that night it was the worst thunderstorm. It's like a, I think it's like a month's worth of rain fell, and I, I looked out. I remember getting up the next day, being vaguely aware of like something. Because when you're sleeping in a tent, obviously you're going to get woken with a thunderstorm outside and being vaguely aware of that going on. And then um, just looking out across Glastonbury from, from where we were at the top of the hill and just everything being underwater, like tents being underwater. And it was just, it was, yeah, it was like a, like, um, yeah, it was, it was like an apocalypse. It's just like <laughs> everything was underwater. And I said to Adam, you know, you've got no boots. <laughs> Need boots so, for the apocalypse. Yeah, it was still re- it was really early in the morning, and I just thought oh, I just I'm trudging like through the mud, and like, it was it was churning up so quickly, and like you know just my feet were just yeah it, the water was up to like yeah right at the top of my my knees and places and get going in the end. You know when you committed to something, it's slow. I just need to keep going and see if I do all itself or boots, and then. Up like yeah, maybe like miles away from where we <laughs> managed to find a pair for him and got all the way back. So yeah, but it was weird. I've only been to Glassby twice. Uh, have you noticed how he's he's skillfully avoided the actual question? <laughs> what, what's the question? <laughs> did Did you sell the boots and then go back and buy? Oh, did I? No, I yeah, I I, I think it, I so, so yeah, you're right. I I remember now. Yeah, I was offered like fifty quid. 50 pounds, like some guy said, because oh, he saw me sort of carrying them back. And uh, I didn't take the money. So yeah, these are from my friend. friend. <laughs> Australian friend. And um, yeah. Good yeah, you were definitely answering that like a politician. Like, <laughs> let me give you the backstory. And that's the day that I bought boots. So like, pleased to have been asked this question. They give you the yeah. yeah, to be fair, I thought Adam was going to tell a different story <laughs> from that event, which he knows that. <laughs> Oh well, let's let's hear that because uh, the thing. I, well, <laughs> the one about the, so right, they well. they um they were serving. <laughs> our, I remember they were serving this cider, and I'm not a very big cider fan, but but because um, of the aforementioned money troubles, it was like eight percent alcohol, so it was really strong cider. So I remember drinking quite a lot of this and getting quite you know quite merry. And there was, <laughs> I remember there was a a big muddy patch and somebody was playing the kinks i think it was and, we, and everyone was having a bit of a boogie you know these my younger days and i remember quite close to sydney there was this guy this like you know, kind of older kind of hippie type who was dancing really closely to him 
and I was not aware of this. Yeah, you were having a great time. And it, it soon dawned on me that he wasn't just dancing, he was humping. He was... He was <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and there was a kind of look of, um, like, prelapsarian delight on your face because you, you hadn't yet known what was happening. And I remember standing and pointing, like, Donald Sutherland <laughs> in the invasion of the body snatchers, going, this guy is assaulting you. Um, yeah. But I think I think it still went on for quite a while. Humping. I was, yeah, absolutely terrified. Like, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. To, sorry to laugh at your assault story. Just the narration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really horrific. So I'm, I'm glad you told that story. Now that, yeah. Well, it was. Um, I don't remember you being that traumatized by it. I, I think, oh, uh, come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come on. I repressed it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I did want to ask Sibley about an embarrassing story about Phonet when we first met and I forgot. So oh, okay. now's your yeah. chance to rebuttal that. Okay. Well, this is interesting because um, when I went to visit Australia and um, so, yeah, I thought, yeah, we had just uh, we had a couple of um, children at that point who we were very young, and um, me and my so, wife. He and I have not had children. <laughs> no, sorry. My, my wife and I had very this, young children. This changes everything. I, I always <laughs> thought that <laughs> so you was, guys was, are just yeah. a long distance couple <laughs> with children. I had uh, I took this holiday to, to Australia, and I thought it'd be like uh, just. Um, We'll have a great time, and um, yeah. So it was months, months of planning, and um, literally, I think a couple of weeks before I got out to Perth, Adam had started this relationship with his now wife, lovely wife. Um, but they were very much like in the throes of, like uh, you know, like <laughs> those annoying, funny. those annoying couples who get together late and, <laughs> and spend all their time together, and um, and it took it took a bit of the edge off, but I was just literally astonished that he had managed to find anyone. <laughs> what? Because the state the state of your flat, I have never seen anything in my life. Like his sink was just like full of like weeks worth of cups, mugs. It was disgusting. Like and. <laughs> I don't. This doesn't seem accurate. No, it's yeah. <laughs> no one had hoovered in this like flat. I'm a mathematic as well, so I literally like I had a terrible time for a couple of weeks staying in his flat because no one had hoovered. Like dust flying around. Just I, I, I literally it, it staggers me, Adam, that you managed to to <laughs> to, to, to find someone. Just the absolute like state that he was living in. With he was living with. His, with his twin brother at the time. Oh, you yeah. have a twin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. That's uh we have two of you. <laughs> that, that that yeah, they're not identical. Oh no. In, in many ways. <laughs> I don't think my house was as dirty as you're claiming. I think uh, uh, I s- still remember your washing hanging up. And um Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. The guy had like like you had like boxes. I don't know. You, you guys, what would you, I don't know what your equipment would be in America. 
but like for underwear we've got yeah briefs or yeah we got boxer briefs and just boxers boxer boxers are right, like yeah. the baggier ones yeah they're like see-through. they were so old like i'd never seen like material this thin and you were still wearing them <laughs> I'm cultivating an image of sort of urban sophistication in this league. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> he really was living in squalor. It's not like that now because, like, yeah, he did strike strike it really lucky. You know, I'm like, yeah. That's that's going to shift after this episode. We all thought that Fonet was the the mysterious, sophisticated one, but I think that actually yeah. is Sibley. <laughs> if, well, if, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if, if Adam wasn't living with a, with a woman, he would be living in like absolute neglect. <laughs> or, or he'd be living with you, and you'd take care of him. Wow. I, remember, I remember once my I, we're really getting into personal anecdotes now. I remember <laughs> once my um, my wife went away for a week when we were living overseas once, <laughs> and <laughs> I remember Sidley said to me, um, "You're about to realize how much slack." she picks up in your life <laughs> and um and on the very first night i happened to um when i dropped off at the bus station and i came back and then um because i was working at home at the time i didn't go out for about the next i don't know 36 hours or something and when i went to leave i couldn't find my keys anywhere and i just left them in, hanging out the front door <laughs> I just normally she would pick up on something like that, but because there was no one else around, my keys were just hanging out the front door for more than a day. Yeah, so it's have to be supervised at all times. Yeah, yeah. I'm older and wiser now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's everyone's viewpoint is going to be shaken after this. I, I guarantee it. A look behind the veil, isn't it? It is. It, you last time you were here quoting Oscar Wilde, and now we all underwear. Now we all know you've got uh, underwear everywhere, and leaving your keys right at the front door. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, this is the risk you run when you invite, you know, a notional friend onto your fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's why we wanted it to happen, though, was to keep the league as international as possible, mm. and also <laughs> embarrass you because we need to have some dirt on you. All right, I don't mind. That's yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I now keep an impeccable home, and um, you do. To be fair, you know, I, uh, it's my come a long way. Is regularly uh, re-upped. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll take your word for it and uh i can i can let us wrap up here so that phonet can have a good night and sibley can have a good afternoon not now, <laughs> not now. he's gonna have like a sleepless night like am i really this much of a mess <laughs> this isn't news i've told him this so many times it's not news to, to him or to you, but yeah. it is for the, everyone else. And well, we appreciate that because we like being informed here at the Loners League. Yeah. But um, I'm going to let you guys leave on whatever note you want to leave on. So you guys can both get any final say in, whether it's just goodbye or nice coming on, whatever you want to say. Or hope you lose Fisher, whatever. Uh, well, I do hope he loses. Um... <laughs> But, um, but we'll know by now, won't we, by the time this comes out. So That is true, yes. So I hope he's looking his wounds. 
<laughs> Hope he can make a good recovery after you, you beat him senseless. Exactly, yeah. But I don't like the look of it because um, a lot of my players have a bad matchup this week. So mm. I just have well, to win. Yeah. Uh, Fona, you should always forgive your enemies because um, nothing annoys them so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Oscar quote. There you go. It's my final say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect then. Yeah, just have a little bit of forgiveness in your heart, Fonette, for your bitter losses to Fisher. And uh, then hopefully that'll help lead you to a more cleansely... Cleansly? Is that a word? No. Uh, I don't know how to word that. A cleaner lifestyle, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was great talking with you guys. I appreciate you both coming on at different times of day and being able to organize that. Thanks for getting up too early. Yeah, I'm yeah, awake yeah, now. Yeah, thanks, yeah. You guys definitely woke me up, so I'm good to go for the rest of the day. Appreciate it. All right, well, I'll talk to you guys later, and uh, yeah, have a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, you go. too. All right, cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Sometimes I wish someone again.